This is What the Flock Radio's Birds of a Feather. We are an indie music-focused show rife with witty, fuck-laden, insanely interesting, and unhinged banter. Our thematic submissions will confuse, infuse, and delight you, while our fascinating fun features fluster, flummox, fulfill, and thrill you. I am the vocals for the dark alt-rock band Ascent, but before we get to me, who are you? I'm Professor P. Soup, international rock legend and radiant savant and people who knew me five years ago, they could very plainly see how my mind has turned into applesauce since then. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but I still do the show for the modicum of stimulation to keep the applesauce from congealing. You know, <laughs> I was rather taken with your intro uh, concept of who dat, so I am delivering my own this week. I'm a big man with a big mouth and a big ego who emigrated from a tiny little country in the Middle East. Me and my partner have kept our band going for almost 50 years through five lineup changes. My tongue is always wagging, and my cash register is always ringing, and I am without question a master merchandiser, and even those who hate my band will admit I'm the king of the brand, even claiming to invent a certain gesture of the hand. So who dat? Who am I? It's Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons, see? Did I say accessible? It was accessible. So I guess that makes it time for my who dat. This Manchester-born musician is temperamental, tantrum-prone, and hypersensitive. His lyrics drip with disdain, emotional isolation, and sexual longing, and have been studied by scholars. His baritone vocals are moody, melodic, and melancholic. He has been ruled as devious, truculent, and unreliable by the English High Court and has been questioned by Scotland Yard. He has a love-hate relationship with Sundays, plays Ouija board, and would like to drop his trousers to the Queen. My goodness. No, let me think. Um, I got no guess. Who is it? It's Morrissey. Ah. Long live Moz. Moz is the bomb. So now it is time for the beloved little mini feature called Bird Banter. And this time, the topic is songs that have been played to death. And boy, there are no shortage of these. But I think these are some of the top contenders. Some I found out there and some I came up with myself. Will you be able to tell the difference? Probably not. I actually agree that these are all played to death, but some of them I can still stomach, and some of them I still like to hear, but they have all been played to death. Sweet Child of Mine, Guns N' Roses. Not quite, but... Confirmed played to death, still love it, but confirmed, I've probably heard that song 300 times. It's played to death if you no longer love it and can no longer tolerate hearing it. That's a short list, but go ahead. Back in Black, ACDC, for sure. Always welcome, always. No, no way, played to death. Stairway to Heaven. I can pretty much always take it when it comes on. Next song, please. I've heard it a million times, and it's not like it's a super short song. Yesterday, The Beatles. It gets a hell of a lot of play, I'll say that. Gets a hell of a I lot of usually, play. It doesn't get enough where I can't listen to it, though. But Yeah, I love that song. I honestly have listened to it so many times, and I no, don't get sick of it. There's a reason it's so iconic. But it's it has been played to death. Yes. I can confirm it's been played to death and still say that I love it. it smells Like Teen Spirit. I... I was going to use the C word, but I... <laughs> Be careful. Uh, it rhymes with uh, Blank Park, you know, that movie about the dinosaurs. You know, it, r- <laughs> it rhymes with the title of that. It starts with C. Let me just say that. I was, <laughs> I was going to say that, but, but for the recent prohibition on using that word. It is not. Listen to the last show, and you'll find out why we no longer say that word. It but, doesn't uh, matter. Public shaming, I mean, folks. Public shaming. That is not. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, it is a something, though. And uh, no, I can always listen to it. It's akin to "Welcome to the Jungle" Got in it. the "Always Here" part. Always listen to. No, category, yeah. Paradise City. Yes, come. Welcome to the Jungle. 
No, I'm good. Well, Paradise, Paradise City, double yes. Yeah. Van Halen's Jump. That, that that gets a hell of a lot of play. You That's know? been played yeah. to death as well. I always welcome that song, but it has been played to fucking death. No more so than probably the Eagles Hotel California. Imagine having a quarter for every time you've heard Hotel California in your life. That's why they're fucking rich. <laughs> That's what you'd, it is. You'd own the Hotel California, you yeah. know. Smoke on the Water, Deep Purple. I'm so fucking sick of that song. That was on my never played out list, actually. The last one on the list is another brick in the wall, Pink Floyd. Wow. Just listen to that today. Uh, part of a medley of the, with the Hollywood Vampire Schools out, another brick in the wall part two. Um, that gets a lot of play. No play question about it. Played to death. But and I don't need to hear it again. Well, you know? it's hard to, hard to scoff at Gilmore. You know? no, I, I scoff at the song Gilmore. And, I don't. And Bob Ezrin's uh, idea for the children's choir. Yeah. Brevity is the soul of wit, so I'm just going to mention a couple in passing that I never get sick of and, and some more that are not on the list that are played to absolute hell and death, and I cannot stand them. Uh, Light My Fire by the Doors. I'm always ready to hear that. I'm sorry, but I'm always ready to hear that. The ones I never want to hear again, Beast of Burden. Sorry, I know I jokingly called Christina that on Winging It, but Beast of Burden, I'm so sick of that one. She's looking blank. You know it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I could do without that song. Start Me Up also. And freaking Layla and Lola. Never again. But that's yeah. it, though. You know, uh, I get to recap the theme of mm. the show, which will be facing you for an hour or so. And this week's theme is, and I'm going to need some help with this one, Karma Camille Heron. Camille yes. Heron? Yeah. Yes. Is that how it's pronounced? Karma? Because it's not an actual <laughs> word or anything. <laughs> we should have practiced this before Camille the show. Camille Heron is not a word. Come no. Camille Heron. Yes. Yes. We love herons. We really do. And, uh, yep, songs about karma, cause and effect, revenge, or getting even. Uh, come up in tunes, indeed, uh, on the show. We got some doozies. Camille Heron. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Exciting to hear. Yes. And the <laughs> next feature is a new one. Yes, Christina is back with one or perhaps even more than one Ooh. new feature and it's called just a spoon bill that's a bird of shade the shade and, is a bird too yeah oh that's right that's right the nightshade mm-hmm. shade no that's a flower isn't it? <laughs> 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 there is a bird called shade and there's a bird called kite and there are all kinds of yes. birds which kite is a great bird name yeah. but shade is slang for disrespect or trash talking and that one's been around long enough for even geezers like me to know. Perhaps there are even geezier geezers out there who <laughs> aren't familiar. Or perhaps people have a fucking life and don't hear terms <laughs> like that, you know. <laughs> and for this feature, we discuss the shadiest of shade thrown by musicians and those that love or hate them. The music world has uh, seen its share of feuds and dis counter dis exchanges from belligerent broadsides to subtle side swipes. And they don't all center around the members of Nirvana or their relatives either. <laughs> Just 80% of them. Yeah. <laughs> right? There are some doozies in that. Uh... And you may have thrown some of that shade yourself. No. Oh, not you. <laughs> not me. I don't think she killed Kurt. <laughs> Even if you may have... Even if I joked about it. <laughs> joked about it, yes. Killed him, yeah. <laughs> No one knows who killed him or oh, himself no. or Same. whatever. Well, this time it's a case of legend versus legend. Ooh. One-sided, actually. It's a one-sided feud, you know, <laughs> as far as I know. I mean, uh, which evolved from acerbic dismissal to a mere damning with faint praise. Oh, my. You know, you get old, you get mellow, and suddenly <laughs> you still start spewing all everybody, and you kind of, all right, well, let's live and let live. All right. And uh, this time the legend in question is uh, a fellow I hold in high esteem and someone 
Christina believes to be the salvation of the who, to the extent that they're saved at all, Mr. Pete Townsend. Mm, yes. And uh, he's known for being uh, vitriolic and kind of hot-headed and you know mercurial, especially in his early days, but everybody kind of mellows. During the interview, there was a conversation around the idea of musical quality, something Townsend shrugs as irrelevant to him and his band. That's a hell of a thing to say. We're not really about quality. I think uh, that's a problem. That sounds like a potential problem, yeah. at least. The interviewer then suggests the Beatles have quality. Oh, that's a tough question, the guitarist replied with a sneering smile. <laughs> he continued, actually, this afternoon, John, that's Entwistle, and I were listening to a stereo LP of the Beatles, in which the voices come out of the one side and the backing track comes out of the other. When you actually hear the backing tracks of the Beatles without their voices, they're flippin' lousy. Which is pretty shocking, considering the music of the era. I would hold anything of the Beatles up to the Who's and then some. Please. Uh, Please. Quality matters. I'm not saying the Who don't have it and didn't have it from the start. I'm saying they don't. Let's be honest. I mean, the Beatles, going after the Beatles, it isn't because they're unassailable. It's just because they're simply better. Well, that's true. Yeah. It's a, a powerful statement from Townsend that showed he didn't hold the Beatles on the same pedestal as everyone else did. Or himself. Uh, in 1982, Townsend took a more subtle swing at the Beatles. Uh-oh. During an interview with Rolling Stone, McCartney's tug of war arose in conversation. They have to keep asking him shit. They know, he's, they know he do- loves to talk. You know? Oh, yeah. The interviewer says it has, quote, virtually nothing to do with rock and roll. That's McCartney's tug of war album. In response to that, Pete Townsend bluntly asked if McCartney, quote, ever really had anything to do with rock. Period. Now this is this, what the fuck? this cancerous idea is oh uh, my is God. quite uh, metastasized. It's quite widespread here. Oh my no, God! No, he never did. Townsend immediately replied to his own question in the blink of an eye. You know, I could sit down and have a conversation with Paul, that's Sir Paul to you, about rock and roll, and we'd be talking about two different <gasps> things. What? I, I never thought of them like that uh, musically. The Who and the Beatles. I considered them the same thing. Uh, well, mm, Finally, I would not, but. Finally, decades later, I told you, we mellow as we get old. Even me, well, maybe not as much. Townsend put down the pretense and admitted his love for the Fab Four. And here comes the damning with faint praise part. He said, quote, I wasn't crazy impressed with the Beatles when I first heard them, but I loved them. I did love them, he reiterates. They were joyful. They were funny. They were more a pop group than I would have liked, but they had this incredible image. They were delightful absolutely delightful there's another c word that isn't banned like the one that rhymes with jurassic that uh <laughs> you often use it sounds like he's saying that about the beatles yeah it sounds like he's saying they're cute they're cute mm-hmm. they sound like, oh isn't that cute we're talking about the beatles here the honestly. beatles are classic the beatles yeah i mean the, Come c, on. the c word is uh, that's applicable for yes that. Yeah. so uh yeah there are plenty of really hilarious ones little little digs here and there like i said mostly swirling around uh Nirvana and Courtney Love and Dave Grohl and anybody they ever knew in life. And as I suggested earlier, it's pretty much a one-sided feud. I have no no reports I could find of McCartney going to the fence and firing a couple of rounds off himself. He's pretty much content to just be Paul McCartney. But um, anyway, I'm sure he he laughs his ass off. I mean, I do. I get that everybody doesn't feel the same way about the Beatles as I do, but everything. But it's hardly fit to call them lousy or to call them cute or call them a pop group. As I said, okay, well. There's either a feature that you do or a song that somebody else does. <laughs> the, me, the me do thing has run its course for a while. <laughs> yes. It's finally like actual fall slash winter type weather here. Sometimes it gets down to the 40s at night. Yeah. But it's dry as freaking dust. And it really plays hell with your throat, especially when you're trying to do radio and going out to dinner and yak, yak, yak and all that stuff. <laughs> so I'm drinking tea. I'm, uh, I'm uh, paying the cost here to try to bring you the best show. 
But uh, yeah, it's awfully dry here. So sorry if I sound a little hoarse. <laughs> more, but, tea, uh, more, more tea, more tea, more tea, more beverages. More be- beverages, beautiful, big, oh. beautiful beverages. Well, it does not specify. It merely talks about a song, and I'm going to defer that to you, right? Yes, this is Rosanna Lefevre, and she is a call, a call, fuck, try again, a call. Yes, our first song of five is by Rosanna Lefevre, and... Her song is aptly named Karma, and she's from the UK. She is a singer-songwriter, and we are going to take a listen. So, And we'll share, of course, our thoughts following each song, uh, which is fun, because I listened to these songs one time, usually a few weeks ago. Kind of no getting around that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then this is the first time that David will hear them, and then we will share our thoughts. So we shall return. I heard you've got someone new Does she know what you put me through? Karma's a bitch and she's coming for you Dressed in black with my name goodness karma so because i've heard this before once briefly i'm gonna turn it over to you first yeah it makes a very strong and big impression as i'm sure it did with you first time but i won't put words absolutely in your mouth. it has this f- just fabulous tasty european keyboard menace thing going 
She's grinning like, yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) Totally. And yet, the sonic motif is kind of like this swampy southern thing. Absolutely. And you know my disdain for country, but at the outer fringes, there's about a half a percent of stuff that's really good, or at least passable. This is the kind of vocal you get. That you just love. It's like, oh, you're, you're, this isn't country. This doesn't, you know, this is rock and this is great. Uh, fabulous vocal. And um, <sighs> musically, they seem to have pulled the, uh, and this is no mean feat, having like a dance floor in a swamp kind of a thing. It really mm-hmm. is. It's kind of like uh, this wonderful crossover thing. It really so is. So good. So confident. So, I mean, these people know they know what they're doing, you know. Yeah. It's fabulous. The lyric at the end paints this stark, terrifying visual Karma's a bitch, she's coming for you, dressed in black with my name, name tattooed. tattooed. Yep. This is put in your mind with its waning breaths. I mean, it goes out every bit as strong as it starts. It's so, so, it's just a great, great tune. It is Hell a... find uh, you have here. Seriously, it was just, uh, I remember, and it starts so strong, and right away that soulful pop but with a little a little nod to maybe a folk background i hear in her voice um but it definitely is soulful pop remotely americana ish yeah there's just in her that whole southern swampy americana it it has all of that it does and it's just a nod it's not i mean clearly her goal is to be more soulful and pop but she can't help it You, you 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 can take the girl out of the swamp can't take the swamp out of the girl and i love it it's perfect when she goes into that really low register, it's just beautiful and it's magic. And at first, it was I was kind of struck by it, and it was in a good way. I thought, oh my God, listen to her range and listen to her singing. Her voice is so clear and beautiful. And I just thought, my gosh, it's so great. And it's paired perfectly with the music. And I love that it's short, it's impactful, it's memorable, and it's so sinister. Yes, with that wonderful build-up, it is so sinister. There's so much menace. Yes. When, they, when the icy last line drops, it's like, this is just the best possible way to end this. I it mean, is. Like, what more do you have to say at yeah, that point? Yeah, it, they've you done know. Well. And I, I, what more can I say about you? Uh, not only have you found a song on point here, theme-wise, you found a song with the act, half of the title of the theme <laughs> in it. Now, That's but, right. And I have, uh, even as much confidence as I have in you, I doubt even you have come up with one called Camille Heron. So <laughs> I think we're just going to settle for being on theme this time. <laughs> yes. Great uh, song, true. a great uh, title, and uh, a good theme there. And uh, that totally nailed being on point. And now I see some red ink here. There is some red ink, but before I want to tell you where you it can. It doesn't mean debt, although we are in debt. You could always donate to our Patreon. That's true. Do we have one of those? No, we don't. Okay, fair enough. Um, so I want to tell you where you can find her on Facebook. And here's how it's spelled R O S A N N A. L-E-F-E-V-R-E official. Now that will also be on our Podbean page for this particular episode, so you can also find it there. But she is definitely worth listening to. She's got a whole bunch of work out there. This is just one of many amazing songs by this amazing artist. Yeah, they must live out on the moors, uh, <laughs> the swamps and stuff, with the Hound of the Baskervilles, you know. <laughs> well, what could be next? Could it be Another new feature, it probably is, and this one is called Hard to Swallow. Yes, the swallow is a bird, and there might be some, you know, suggestions there, but for this feature, we discuss artists that have crossed over from one genre to another, whether it be intentional or unintentional, 
Is it too hard to swallow or does it go down easy? Now, this is one of our new features that I'm taking on myself this week. And another time we'll get, hand it over to David. But this time we're going to be talking about Yes. And the song is Owner of a Lonely Heart. Now, Yes is known for their lengthy progressive rock art rock songs with lyrics that are largely imperceptible because it's John Anderson and some of Yes's highest charting songs are Roundabout which only reached number 13 Leave It which reached number 24 and Love Will Find A Way which only reached number 30 in fact Yes has released 18 mostly incredible albums that the pop loving public has likely never heard however in November 1983, all of that changed. Yes went from prog, art rock, to pop rock with one song with a little help from their friend, Trevor Rabin. Now, Trevor would become part of a new formation of Yes as a guitarist and singer. However, it was a trip to the loo that resulted in the band's one and only U.S. number one. After a lengthy visit, he emerged with a bulk of Owner of a Lonely Heart. Now, the band that recorded the song wasn't even supposed to be called Yes. Yes had broken up. They were supposed to be called Cinema and didn't originally even include John Anderson. The travesty. I can't even imagine that. Well, John Anderson eventually did join and sings the verses on Owner of a Lonely Heart and is a key player on 90125, which is a brilliant album. So why were they called Yes? You guessed it. The label demanded it. Owner of a Lonely Heart is not your usual pop song, but it speaks to the masses as much now as it did in 1983. It has all the ingredients needed to make a classic rock song except it includes one of the greatest if not the greatest bass players of all time and killer riffs and a solo that likely made some wannabe rock star guitarist reconsider because trevor raven is a kick-ass guitarist add to it the elfin vocals of the incomparable john anderson and now you know why it was a breakout hit for yes not that they needed it They were beloved worldwide before the song ever hit the airwaves, but certainly earned a whole new legion of fans that discovered their entire catalog and were either confused, turned off, or awakened. It is different for them. I mean, even you can't even picture this song on the the albums like the ones that that uh, crotchety old grumpy old dude Rick Wakeman liked, um, uh, going for the one and the tomato tomato. Uh, even those more, you know, bite-sized accessible records, this is still much more mainstream, much more pop. But damned if it isn't enjoyable. And you said the whole album, you're going to be shocked, but I've never heard the entire album. Uh, I know a fair amount of it. But, mm, uh, that's unfortunate. It, 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 I'm sure it is. And I, and I admit to being ashamed of myself over that. So you publicly shamed yourself. I, I'm shaming myself, yeah. So for me, this went down really nice and easy. Now, I will say when I listened to all of Yes's catalog, This doesn't go down as easy, but being the pop-loving person that I am and the prog-loving person that I am, I'm okay with it. Now, I wish that people gave a lot more credence to things like Heart of the Sunrise, of course, and, you know, uh, all kinds of amazing songs that Yes does, you know, including everything on Fragile, everything on the Yes album. But you know what? If this is your gateway drug to all good things, Yes, and all things Yes, then I think it's a great gateway drug, and I'm glad we have it. And indulge in all things, yes, and you will be very happy. Yeah, I would have to say. And um, the Elfin, the Elfin Mr. Anderson, um, now this is a very, you know, it's poppy, but it's also pretty aggressive. But he was they were a hard rock band from way back when they want to be. And so he may, he may be Elfin, but uh, John Anderson rocks. And this is, you know, kind of like more almost meat and potatoes. I mean, it's, it's accessible. It's danceable, but it's still a little bit progressive and everything. And 
you know, I would I would kind of wish for them not to spend too long in this uh, area. But I, they didn't spend as much time here as uh, some people would have liked. I think they spent more than enough time. I think it was ample, and I'm glad that they went back to their Prague roots. Although roots, although they did have with magnification, they kind of went a little bit pop. So I think if you are looking for lighter fare, check out Magnification, which I believe was their last album as with the uh, traditional lineup. So that is it for hard to swallow. It went down easy for me. So it wasn't hard to swallow. Must have been that spoonful of sugar. Spoonbill. Spoonbill of sugar making the medicine <laughs> go down. That's right. All right. So the next artist is The Anchoress. And the song is what goes around. Now, The Anchoress is a pseudonym for Catherine Ann Davies. Now, Catherine is from the UK. And now I consider her genre to be pop. But let me tell you how she describes her sound. She has found a room beneath Pop's playground in the basement of Prague's castle, creating her one-woman sonic vision. Well, let's take a listen to the anchoress.
So, David, the anchoress, what goes around? Where'd you land on this one? Yeah, well, I was caught up in this because it has that swingy thing. Uh, well, it has this, it has a really sultry female vocal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the music, uh, the best way I can think of it is it sounds like Sheena Easton singing for 80s Queen. I mean, it's... Uh, it, wow. She's like, what? Yeah. But that's just, that's just how, it was, how it hit me. The, the bass absolutely rocks my world. It just has this... Has this wonderful syncopation rhythm. It does. It's kind of driving and propulsive. I love it. And uh, it, you know, it's poppy, but it isn't. Uh, it's not afraid to you know bash the drums and knock you around. I mean, it, it isn't afraid to make noise. It's a hard song too. And I love how it's kind of stitched together, incorporating almost every revenge quote or proverb or all kind. It's basically all kinds of quotes that you know already. No, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Really. Good find there, Headhunter, i got to say. <laughs> well, I thought it was catchy for moment one, which really grabbed me. And the melody and instrumentation is perfect. It's pop, it's prog, and it's a little jazzy, which I really like. I definitely feel a little jazz influence in there. And I love the, oh, no. I just I, There's that sassiness and that sexiness and a little playful. And she's so restrained. She isn't indulgent vocally at all. And uh, she only gives what's needed. And that is so important because if they're overly indulgent, sometimes it ruins the song. But in this case, she's so restrained. And I love, love the strings on the bridge and the harmonies. I thought, what a beautiful way to kind of break it down. The strings were perfect. And I think toward the end, there was a touch of vaudeville, which made me kind of happy too. I just think it's like a one-two punch. I thought it was really, really great. And you can find her on Facebook at The Anchoress, and that's the A-N-C-H-O-R-E-S-S. But life is a cabaret, and it's the kind of place where you hear a song like this. And that's it has that, like you said, that show vaudeville uh, uh, music hall kind of vibe to it. And I absolutely loved it. Uh-oh, I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> it's your turn. It's my turn to strike back, along with history. <laughs> Tony the Tiger calling a baseball game. History strikes back. For this feature, we traveled back in time to a particular year to review bands, music, charts, and pop culture for whatever randomly selected year. And this year is one you'll be truly surprised and probably a little skeptical that we haven't covered this one already, but we have not. Oh, the suspense. 
And I know there'll be some smirking and pursing of lips going on when I say 1978, because surely we've covered all of the 70s. But no, we have. We mm. actually missed this one. Hey. And uh, here's one. Uh, uh, it was a good year. It was it, a very good year. It was a good year. And something interesting happened. And I know a lot of you were not around back then. A lot. But uh, so, I was just around. Yeah. I mean, but no real recollection. And it's interesting to think, wow, everything is so different now. This is when stuff was new. For example, uh, of interest... And by way of essential knowledge to recording artists, the Copyright Act of 1976 takes effect, hmm. making sweeping changes to United States copyright law. And under this act, uh, the Section 102 says copyright pro- uh, protection extends to original works that are fixed in a tangible medium of expression. So you record your record and it's copyrighted. You don't have to send a copy to the Library of Congress or anything like that. I mean, you could, but uh, so that's kind of uh, meaningful to us, you know. Mm-hmm. The first, get this, global positioning satellite, the Rockwell mm. International built, Navstar 1 is launched by the United States GPS, folks, for the first time. Nice. It was kind of the year of the serial killer. We had uh, Son of Sam, is sentenced to, oh, only 365 years in prison. Oh, uh, that's too little. Now, for you, you really young folks, uh, you might not get this, but for us... Son of Sam is always going to be a reference in a, Cyr- in a Cypress Hill song. You know. <laughs> Damn, I feel like the son of Sam. Insane in the brain. Uh, now, this one was, and I remember this, the first computer bulletin board system is created. Basically blogs. I mean, mm. it, it, we do that you know, with one hand and eat with the other. I mean, we brush our teeth with one hand and we're blogging with the other, and that was the first time. Uh, Space Invaders doesn't interest me exactly, but Space Invaders arcade video game. Arcade. Loved, loved Space Invaders. It was, it was a big thing culturally. So I mean, fun. I don't know how I avoided that. but Yeah, I don't know either. Because yeah. I like lived at the arcade. Like literally, I don't even know how much money I dropped at the arcade. And for those people from Arizona, golf and stuff, which is I think gone now. But golf and stuff, I like lived there. It was like the best arcade ever. I think I was. I did like Pong and Donkey Kong in arcades. Hell yeah! Yeah, I mean we had arcades, but after that, I honestly did not play. Video Ms. Games, Pac-Man, bitches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean ghosts and all that. Centipede. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! And uh, yeah, all that space. Ga- invade, Galaga. Yeah. I think I missed that one. <gasps> yeah, I know. I know. I didn't really live. I understand. <laughs> hey, there are arcades now. We can make up for it. There was some, I mean, there was like Unabomber and shit. I mean, you know, this is... Going this is a bad time, yeah. Surprisingly little, though, in the way of uh, science and technology compared to other years. Uh, I guess uh, all the great minds were hiding out from the serial killers. Or no, it makes sense. Perhaps they were the serial They were probably the, they were either the serial that killers. or they were being targeted by serial killers, so they became serial killers. So you stayed home to stay clear of the serial killers. Makes what sense. did you watch on television? Good segue. Wow. <laughs> what goes nationwide on the air? Showtime. Yes, actual <gasps> Showtime. Oh. The Blues Brothers make their first appearance on Saturday Night Live, mm. uh, which, of course, we know where that went afterwards. You know, records, movies, you name it. Uh, introduced in a skit by Paul Schaefer, uh, the great Paul Schaefer as Don Kirshner. Hilarious. Mm. You know. uh, little did they know, right? Right. Uh, shows that debuted that year included Mork and Mindy. Oh, one of my favorites. Nanu Nanu. I actually watched it very, very little. but Oh, my God. It. Mork calling Orson. Come in, yeah, Orson. Yeah. Nanu Nanu. I watched it religiously. It was it was cute. It was oh, not not that kind of cute. No, cute in a good way. Dallas uh, birth gave birth. Who to shot Jr. Who who did shoot Jr. I don't know. Uh, gave birth to the modern day primetime soap. It was all day, pretty much daytime before that, and then soaps moved to the nighttime. Right, that's right. Falcon Crescent Dynasty. Get this, Fantasy Island. Oh, one there. of my favorites too. There's a the legi- plane, the, the plane. plane, and that's a bond. That's a legitimate tattoo. bond tie right there. A legitimate bond tie because Hervé Villachaise, who played Tattoo, was a henchman 
Uh, and the only henchman, you know, there's always a henchman in the old James Bond movies who would come back after the, the good guy was, after the villain was dead, who's not on the payroll anymore. He just wants revenge anyway. Well, this time it was Hervé Villachez, and, uh, but Bond didn't kill him because does anybody really want to see Hervé Villachez get killed? No. <laughs> um, WKRP in Cincinnati. Love that show. I, I, I figured you did, and I watched it very little. I However, loved it so much. I was a big fan of this next one. Johnny Taxi. Fever. Johnny Fever. Johnny Fever. Taxi. Yeah, that I was. I was. I think too young to get taxi. Ah, see, that's the thing. It's I the, liked Lotka. It's the generation. I will tell you, I liked Lotka. It's the generation. Gap, and I yeah. thought the Tony Danza character, whatever he was hot. I remember thinking he was super cute. Well, I mean, Mary Lou Henner was on that. Yeah, she didn't. I mean, I'm not into chicks, so yeah. yeah. If you were, you would. You'd love yeah, her. she didn't do anything for me. And uh, she's really, 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 really smart too, which is all, which is super hot. Anyway, um, uh, that I, I drove a taxi in New York City, and everybody would ask me. I swear, no joke. Everybody once they realized that I, I spoke fluent English, they would ask me if the dispatcher was like Louie, which was a character played by Danny DeVito. For those of you, which who was know, brilliantly which played, was, of course it was. He's Danny he was DeVito. incredible. It was uh, he made the show. It was fantastic. The last year for the uh, a special couple. Oh, they really weren't a couple, were they? The six million dollar man and the bionic woman. Yay, bionic woman. What's that? Yay, bionic woman. Were they like a couple? I forget. And uh, this... My little brother would know. This was a big one to me. Carol Burnett's show. Yes. Last year. Very good. Maud Beretta. Keep your eye on Beretta. the sparrow. <laughs> and keep your eye on Robert Blake because he's going to kill you. you he's know. probably going to kill yeah. you. Columbus. He's one of the serial killers, you know. Yes, that's he right. led the charge. See, people people stayed home and watched Robert Blake because they if they figured if they went out on the street they might run into Robert. That's Blake. right, and he would fucking hack him <laughs> <He> up. Would, <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he has said he, you know uh, he's going out looking for people to kill and couldn't find them. Sure, so. I hate it when that happens. How do you know he might not settle on you? you know? <laughs> we're all, we're all fair game. <laughs> and uh, what about film though? Movies, cinema, or as I pretentiously like to call them, what do I call them? Films or pictures. P- pictures. They're pictures. You well, call them films, too. Yeah, I do. That's true. But the ultimate. I call them movies. The most pretentious <laughs> one of all is pictures. Is pictures. I was watching this picture. Oh, my. I thought it was a fine picture. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Well, me mom was still managing movie theaters, and I still spent an inordinate amount of time in them. Watching movies. Yeah. So what kind of stuff did I watch? <laughs> the Big Kahuna that year, 1978, Superman, starring Christopher Reeve. Mm. You know, the man. And uh, second one, what was the word that you heard that's got move, that's got feeling, or whatever the hell it is? <laughs> I forget the line. Little, little, uh, Grease is the word. Little Gibbs song there, starring Grease, starring John Travolta and Levy Newton-John, has world premiere at Grauman's Chinese Theater in Hollywood. Highest grossing musical ever. Can't even tell you how many times I've seen that movie. I don't even know. I would say it was a hit, a very palpable hit. Huge. Okay. Well, a broad and sometimes coarse brand of comedy was king, as evidenced by number three, Animal House. Uh, mm, not my bag. Yeah, not too much my bag either. Huge, though. People loved it. Every Which Way But Loose, rowdy comedy with Clint mm. Eastwood, beginning of a series, nothing, nothing that special either. Mm-mm. Heaven Can Wait with Bo- Warren Beatty. Mm. Uh, Hooper with Burt Reynolds. This is the kind of stuff Mm-mm. I'm not into. Mm-mm. Jaws 2, yeah, not really into Mm-mm. that either. Mm-mm. Up in Smoke, Cheech and Chong. Sorry, mm-hmm. boys. No, thanks. Revenge of the Pink Panther. Okay, now you're talking. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like uh, Pink Panther. And The Deer Hunter. Boy, wasn't that mm-hmm. alarming? Wasn't that great a movie, year for movies? Meh. At, yeah. least, <laughs> at least on the top for <laughs> yeah, me. I agree. All right. And uh, file these under unresolved franchises. They are still with us. Production begins on Star Trek The Motion Picture. Still haven't gotten rid of that one yet. Nope. Uh, Halloween is released, also still very much with us. My, yes. Brand new one, and one next year, too. Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, still at it. Um, in music, though, we had an event called California Jam 2 here in Ontario, California. 
Uh, of course, you wouldn't remember that. Uh, no idea. 300,000 people coming in to see Nugent Aerosmith, uh, Hart, Foreigner, etc. It was the 70s. Sir Barry Gibb becomes the only songwriter in history to have written four consecutive number one singles on Billboard's Hot 100 chart. Wow. That's pretty, pretty amazing. Okay. No doubt in part due to Saturday Night Fever, which mm-hmm. became a cultural phenomenon. The soundtrack hits number one on the Billboard charts, where it will stay until July. And incredibly enough, and I don't know who was thinking, uh, what they were thinking when they did this, but my high school took us on a trip to a disco. We took kids, high school kids, to a trip on a trip to a disco. So we went to an actual disco. It was the only time we ever really went. But uh, hmm. it's pretty fucking cool. Disco was on the ascent, but rock and rollers were still behaving badly. Sid killed Nancy. Keith Richards pled guilty. Keith Moon and Chicago guitarist Terry Kath both died accidentally. Terrible. Uh, the former ODing on prescription pills and the latter with a bullet to the head. I, I forgot all about that Terry Kath thing. Terrible. And a little uh, music movie crossover. The picture, the film. No, this one doesn't deserve to be called a picture. The flick. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, a much-typed musical film starring Peter Frampton and the Bee Gees performing the music of the Beatles opens in theaters. The film is... Savaged by critics, and rightly so, I would say, and uh, ultimately flops, but, and we'll observe a brief moment of silent meditation for those of you who did not see this thing to give thanks, because it's it's pretty intolerable. The seventh annual Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' E, back when Dick Clark was still alive, and uh, that uh, still goes on, without Dick, of course, unfortunately. And who was on it? New Year's Eve, uh, nationwide television, who was on? ABC, Barry Manilow, The Village People. Now, I mean, I would I would weep with joy if somebody appeared on New Year's Rock and Eve like that today. You know, uh, Chuck Mangione, Tanya Tucker, and Rick James. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Uh, maybe it kept them warm on New Year's Eve. I don't know. <laughs> Debut albums by Kate Bush, uh, Van Halen. First year for Van Halen, The Cars, Dire Straits, The Police, uh, Public Image Limited. I'm sure you just love them. The Blues Brothers, Generation X. It's Billy Idol's band, Tim Curry. Devo, a prog supergroup you probably like, UK, or at least to consider... Whitesnake, first year. Mm. Susie and the Banshees, and of course, <gasps> Prince. Prince, 1978. Hell yeah. Uh, and the classic albums that I drove around skipping school listening to, in uh, junior, I was a junior in high school, include uh, Rolling Stones, Some Girls. You listened to it a lot back then. Doesn't really hold up quite as well as it did. Moody Blues Octave, big comeback for those boys. And it was a good year for young girls because we had Andy Gibb and Sean Cassidy. Holy cow. Uh, the Who, Who Are You, Boston, uh, Don't Look Back, saw the tour. Sticks, Pieces of Eight, saw that tour. Foreigner, Double Vision, saw the tour. Uh, David Bowie Stage, saw the tour. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, Tornado and Jethro Tull Live Bursting Out, saw them too. What the fuck's going on here? I guess I was busy that year. Queen Jazz, uh, 78, Ramones Road to Ruin. And uh, Rush Hemispheres, Billy Joel, 52nd Street, huge, huge albums. Well, as we've established, the acceptable C-word here, at least, classic rock. Yes. Is still fairly healthy, but what was on the radio? Mm. And that's to me, that's an interesting component of a year's top hits, is if they're the kind of things that stay with you for decades, that uh, even somebody who had not been born would know them. Uh, that is uh, always very interesting to me because sometimes the young thing here surprises me <laughs> with her knowledge of songs from the uh, from the, the Stone Age. Well, <laughs> so consulting the Billboard Hot 100 for 1978, or if you strike out anything recorded or written by a person named Gibb, the, bil- <laughs> the Billboard Hot 17. <laughs> 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 I mean, minus the Gibbs, we got 
17 tops. You know? <laughs> I mean, seriously, they dominated they that shit. dominated. <laughs> it was a dynasty. You know? All right. Well, of course, the st- uh, five of the top six, you know, uh, as I said, we had the young Gib, and he was good, Andy. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, do it. Shadow dancing. Do it right. Taking me through do the, the night. night. Shadow dancing. Uh, baby, you do it right. Yeah, I don't know. Something banal like that. Yeah. It was adorable. I adorable. loved that song. I loved it. And he kind of whispered it. Through the night. Like, I liked yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> right? He's a gib, man. I mean, come on. And uh, number two, the bros themselves with Night Fever. Night Fever, Night Fever. Night fever. You know gonna have to show it. Or show show it. it. <laughs> you know how to show it. Everybody in the audience knows how to show it. It's do it and show it. <laughs> do it or show it or do it and show it. It, it, it alternates. It's I don't both. know what to fucking it's make of it. And, uh, and you light up my life. Debbie Boone. No need to point out the Pat Boone tie there. Uh, Debbie Boone, the daughter of the venerable one. Uh, and of she's course, also venerable. She's venerable, too. I mean, she had a big one that Come year. on. And uh, the bros again. Oh, shit. Same soundtrack album. Um, over which we are treated to John Travolta's feet on yes. the pavement. Staying alive, feel the city shaking, and everybody bacon. Everybody's bacon. Having a block party, we're bacon. Feel the city shaking, and everybody what? Quaking? Quaking, ta- taken, ma- you know what? You we know? suck. Yeah. This sucks. Well, ha, 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 ha. Staying alive, staying alive. Ha. Staying alive, yeah, and so on. That kind of thing. We don't want to kill him. Here's a non-gib tune for a change, Uh, and you. I'm gonna. My intuition uh, of you tells me that you liked this song Mm. by Exile called (laughs) "I Wanna Kiss kiss You All Over." All over again. Yeah, I think that is one of the sexiest songs ever. I, I just love that, that song. That was going to rank well it's with a you. Very hot song. Bee Gees once again. Saturday Night Fever once again. <laughs> How deep is your love? How deep? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what part? How deep, deep is, is your love? love? Is your love? How deep is your love? love? I really need to know. No, learn, learn. I thought it would know. I, I need to learn. learn. What, how deep is your love? I don't know. No, or why wouldn't they want to know? They might want to know. What is it with the lyrics that we can't remember about those songs? <laughs> They're great songs. They're I great don't know. Songs. Something about the lyrics just don't resonate. Sorry, disco know. fans. We yeah, love disco. Right. We just don't know the lyrics. And I'm sorry, but I love this song. It has a nice guitar solo, which sometimes the bastards edit out, but it's a cool <laughs> song by a player called Baby Come Back. Oh. Any kind, kind of fool could, could see I was wrong. I was wrong. No, there was something. Fuck it. Fucking A. Everything about you. Oh, that's a. Baby, come back. Oh, it's a great song. Oh, I love yeah. that song. I'm sorry. Another Gib, damn it. Fucking A. Love is thicker than water, Andy Gib. I don't know if we need to do it yeah, or not. We're yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a taste of honey. I love the. I think they were sisters. These two, uh, boogie oogie oogie. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. boogie oogie oogie till you just can't boogie, boogie no more. Um, and boogie no more. You can't boogie, boogie no more. I love them. They uh, they were great, and it was a great video. And I mean, one played bass and one played guitar. The guitar they were just they were just delightful to watch. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Oh my. Uh, yeah. I mean. Oh my my. I, uh, each of one of them was once, twice, three, three times, times a lady. lady. Commodores. Not love you. 
The Schmaltzy oh. Soul Ballad. Nothing I like it. I love that song. Absolutely. And yes, Grease is the word, Frankie Valley. Uh, a little Gib pen behind that one. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, He's behind everything. Uh, and uh, it, it was either Grease or Saturday Night Fever. You're the one that I want. John Travolta. And Living in the oh, Zone. yeah. Ooh. Uh, karaoke favorite. Karaoke favorite. I seem to recall hearing a, like a filthy version of this It was karaoke. way filthy, and you should have seen the jaws drop. Yeah, I never heard that. Apparently, you, it's a thing. You had your forehead crinkled the whole time, and your nose was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I was cringing. <laughs> they totally know? bastardized that was, song. See, bastardization uh, was bothering me. Of course. Yeah. It, was, it was brutal. And uh, isn't there a gift behind Samantha Sang's hit, Emotion? It's just emotion is taking me Oh, see? Oh, shit. I thought it was something different. Yeah. Yeah. I think they do backing vocals on that. I do like that song, but I don't think I know how it goes. Finally, no gibs on Eric Clapton's Lay Down Sally. Lay Uh, Down Sally. Oh, I like that song. Here in my arms. Nice. Though, grammatically incorrect, it's lie down, Sally. Of, of course. course, yes. But uh, like he cares, that would, that would sound like shit, though. And the good news is, yeah, it didn't stop him. Didn't hold him back. I mean, I think Sally should hold the line and say no when you ask me properly. I will. I'm just saying. You no, know? I mean, Sally, of course, have some respect for yourself. That's Sally. right. Yeah. Demand. Demand proper grammar. Lie down, Sally. Yeah. And you might throw in please. You know, maybe. That might help. Maybe. Uh, and a song that, as much as that album is played out, the Rolling Stones miss you, uh, I can still tolerate. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Miss you. I know it's played big time. Yes. The whole album is Billy Joel, Just the Way You Are. That's another one. Love you just the, the way, way you are. And the burner. You got the whole sax situation going on. It's nice. It really is. I love it's played, it. Though. It's it played, though. Oh, for sure. Paul, Sir Paul, uh, uh, outclassing the lovely Linda tune that we were talking about last time. <laughs> uh, wings with a little luck. Uh, mm. you don't know? Yeah, was, I like Wings, but yeah, I don't know that big one. Big hit, but we're talking about 70s here. I'm surprised you know as many of them as you do, honestly. Mm. So I'm impressing you again. Uh, Yvonne Elliman, if I can't have you. If I can't I have want, you. I don't want nobody, baby. If I can't, can't have you. Uh, now, isn't that uh, a Bee Gees pen song I think as well? it is, I yes. I believe it is. Uh, Yvonne, oops. Oh, wow. <laughs> so basically, Sorry. 78 belonged to the Bee Gees. 78 was the Bee Gees. It the was. year of the Bee Gees. And, when did uh, Jive Talking come out? I fucking love that song. Uh, I think I, Jive Talking, I believe, main course was like 75. Shit. Uh, Fabulous record. God, it, I love that record. Great album. Nights on Broadway. Wow. Oh, come on. Well, that one was a, that was a mainstay in our house. That uh, uh, It's brilliant. I love it. Main course album by the Bee Gees. Yvonne Elliman also was a backup singer for Eric Clapton. And you can tell, mm. you can hear her voice on a lot of his tunes. Chic. Yowza, yowza, yowza. Yowza, yowza, yowza. Dance, dance, dance. It's probably a mercy. So good. Yeah, it is. It's totally good. And uh, someone who came up in conversation before, Mr. Gilder, Mr. Nick Gilder, something about a child of a certain temperature. Hot child in the city. Running wild and looking pretty. Yeah. Not a bad radio tune that year. Nope. And the music, Buying Public, was really big on raspy-voiced females at that time, because mm. we had Kim Carnes and Bonnie Tyler with It's a Heartache. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got to try to do Bonnie Tyler? I'm not. No, no. We know the one. You know, yeah, the it's a, it's a, yeah, you know it. Talk about anthemic. Talk about iconic. Talk about anything that ends in IC. And you're talking about Queen's double single, We Will Rock You, We Are the Champions. That was 78. Oh, my God. Yeah. Brilliant. Another one, great. Uh, talk about sat. Yeah, all right. That's it, right there. I mean, do we need to say anything else? 
That's it. I mean, it's brilliant. That's actually how they got the effect. Too. That's it, yes. I mean, I, it's brilliant. That's it. You have to just leave it there. And honestly, as much as I love Barry Manilow, I'm not going to die if I don't hear Can't Smile Without You again. I'm probably okay. Probably okay with that. I'm going to be all right. Uh, remember Johnny Mathis on the charts still and Denise Williams. Too much, too little, too, too late, late to try ever, ever try again. Ever try again. Something like, yeah, exactly. You I love it. Um, all right. I love when you said it. Yeah, go get. Wait. <laughs> and looking on the bright side, glass half full, meatloaf had two out of three ain't bad. That was oh. that year. Right? I want you. I need you. But there ain't no way I'm ever gonna love you. Now don't be sad. Don't be sad. Because two out of three ain't bad. Oh. That, that song. Was, that was on the that radio song that year, breaks folks. my heart. It's. I'm like, you want me and you need me, but there's no way you're going to love me. What well, the know, fuck? Right? And a band that just made a comeback of sorts, ABBA, saying, "Hey, you know what? Take a chance on me. Take a chance on me." By ABBA was that year. I uh, love I'll, that I'll song. Just... Take a chance. Take a chance. Take a chance. 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 Take a chance. They do that at the beginning or some shit. And they just sort of came back and put out, I think, some good stuff, and then good. they just pulled the plug on their plans again. Yeah, I'm like, so, all right, okay. fair and, enough, you know, you know. Fair enough, but I get it. Oh, this song, <laughs> and you, do you remember? If so, my condolences. Dan Hills, sometimes when we touch, thank God. Okay, Not we'll leave that so. out. Okay? <laughs> some, just, sometimes when we touch, the honesty's too much. Well, the song. Oh is, wait, no, that sounds familiar. Sometimes when we touch. <gasps> Too much. much. I remember that I now. I kind of think the song's too Oy, much. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. And Donna Summer, Last Dance. Let's dance. The last dance. Starts off as a ballad, oh. turns into disco. That was the uh, from the God, film. Her thank voice, God, she's amazing. Yeah, thank God it's Friday. Introduced oh. her, uh, or uh, very, in large part, to the world. A great, great song. And as revolutionary sounding as Burn Baby Burn might be, this year, all it meant, well, it was actually talking about burning, but it was a disco inferno <laughs> oh, by yes. the Tramps. Burn, burn, baby, burn. Disco inferno. Burn, baby, burn. Burn and the mother down. down. All right. <laughs> Hell yeah. Was, and, and I was totally in for it. I love disco. My older brother was very into disco as well, so I, that's why I know all this stuff. Is because of him. I, I never said disco sucks. It was the thing. I love with, disco. It was this thing with suburban kids back then, rock yeah. and roll fans, but I never said it. No. Then why would you? Uh, nope. Personal treasure of mine from Styx, Come Sail Away. Oh. Uh, beautiful. Come sail away. Song. Come uh, sail away. Come sail away with me. lad. It turns into this big uh, sweeping thing. It's that starts beautiful. starts off with that piano and Dennis DeYoung. I just can't Dennis stand Dennis DeYoung. Oh, you know? that voice. I'm sailing away. It's just there's no voice like that. So beautiful. It's just beautiful. Yes. Carly Simon getting emo with "You belong to me." <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was perfect. <laughs> that was fantastic. That, that needs no. Uh, we needs don't need no to say work. anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. You need that to was, say nothing that was else. The song. Yeah. That was it. it was you perfect. either know it or you don't. Yeah. <laughs> well played. And a song that I seem to recall being out one night, as we as have been so many times, that you actually like, Little River Band's Reminiscing. I love that song. Are you kidding <laughs> me? We'll go dancing in the dark, Look, walking in, in the, the park, park and reminiscing. Absolutely. Good, oh, good. So good. I love the Little River Band. We say it loud and proud here, folks. Mock us if you must, you know.
How dare you? How dare you? Another big hit that year, well, was about a girl named Lola, who was a showgirl. Okay, now we're done with that. <laughs> Where did she do those shows? Well, we talked about I this think we before. know. Yeah, I think we know. Oh, uh, uh, we had some great pop classical crossover on the radio from the Boys and Electric Light Orchestra with Sweet Talking Woman. Although I'm not sure the lyric on that one. Good, good. Okay, we won't do that one. Joe Walsh, solo, Life's Been Good. Nice, I love that nice, song. Nice, right? Uh, uh-oh. And Disco, thank heaven Disco wasn't dead because we had treasures like this one. Alicia Bridges, I Love the Nightlife. I love the nightlife. I, I like to boogie. On the disco right oh, That voice, that oh. she has this really bizarre voice. I love it. All right, so good music was alive and well. The radio was abuzz with awesome tunes, as we see. Movies, maybe not so much. TV was kind of on the wane, but uh, the golden age was passed. But there would still be music for a few more years, at least. That was good. And that's what happened way, way, way back uh, in history in 1978. History's right back. All right, so that leads us to another song. This one is by The Main Squeeze. And because, remember... Our uh, entire theme is Karma Car Meheran. I can't even say it. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's not just. Uh, are you recording? Yes. Oh, is Karma Camel Heron. So there it is. So, you know, it's chameleon, but with a little heron in it. So I feel vindicated that she and, can't pronounce it either. And so the song's name is Karma. So, you know, you may see some repeats here. They're actually from L.A. They're funk, rock, and soul. And they're going on tour. They're going to be playing all over the country and in the U.K. and Canada. So let's take a listen to the main squeezes, Karma. She leaves you broken on the boulevard. That's where I saw her. Oh. Black beauty, cherry red lipstick, with blood on her tongue. I knew all along. Oh.
was the main squeeze with karma. Well, what say you, David? Do tell, do tell. I find this fascinating, the, the new world order uh, that you established a little while back. No, seriously. <laughs> She's looking at me. What are you looking at me? New for? world order? What did I say? About, I'm not an evil dictator. No, I mean the new... Uh, the refreshing new... Yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> refreshing and not at all tyrannical. No. Uh, mode, uh, or uh, M.O., rather, modus operandi. Yes. Uh, listening to the song and then giving immediate reactions and taking down escape mental patient notes mm-hmm. right there on the fly. Because sometimes you come up with a lot of stuff to say and sometimes mm-hmm. you don't. And I love this tune, but I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I mean, here, once again, karma is coming for you and... It's really soulful. When I and I, I thought about all this before looking at the actual format to see what they consider themselves, and I totally agree. Soul, funk, rock. It's soulful, but it's really angry, aggressive soul, and I dig the shit out of that. And uh, you know, it's the kind of thing I could see a really Tina Turner doing at her edgiest, or uh, like Prince. You know, it's it's a soulful song, but it really does rock. And um, I mean, it just. It treads you down. It puts you puts you in fear of itself. I mean, I'm karma, and I'm coming for you again. And just like in the other karma song, you believe them. It's really, really strong, and uh, very impressed with the main squeeze. Yeah, they are just. I mean, on top of their game, I love the falsetto. This the use of the falsetto is something that will always kind of get me soul, and it's driving, it's dynamic, it was hypnotic, and it's just a. Uh, it's certainly something that, you know, you can dance to, but something that you might raise your fists at. It's just a little bit of all the things that I like. It's definitely rock. It's definitely, it's got an edge to it. But then there's also kind of something, again, I hate using this word so many times, but it's it's accessible. It's It's got a little bit of everything. It's it's poppy. It's a little dark, obviously, but they yeah. they kind of... That again, that dark is kind of shrouded in in this kind of poppy tune, but again with an edge. And I just think that the instrumentation, the use of the effects on on the backing vocals, and the use of the effects on the main vocals, I just love it. There's kind of a nod to like lo-fi a little bit there, which I like. A little bit of nod. I feel a little nod to Motown in there. 
maybe a little smoky nod. That's what I'm hearing from them. I'm definitely hearing that. And I can hear the Prince thing that you were mentioning for sure. I just think that this is a dynamite band. Uh, and I did actually go listen to more music by them after. And I just was equally impressed with all of it. But obviously this one fit theme. And they are going on, I don't even know, it's like a 36 date tour. I mean, wow. they're they're going all over the place. and uh, There's hope for this generation yet. I'm not surprised because they're absolutely brilliant. And if I can catch them live, that's what I'd like to do since they're from L.A. Um, but definitely check out The Main Squeeze on Facebook at The Main Squeeze. Well, um, I think that brings us to something for you. Well, something for us, really. That is Various Songbirds, the duo's duel. For this feature, we name lines from songs and see if we can stump each other with lines. And sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. Most of the time, he stumps the shit out of me and I give him you know, cotton balls and he says he gives me cotton balls and he just screws me. But that's fine. We'll see what happens this time. I will say this in advance that I am still in full, I'm still fully in lame deer protocol. Mm. Uh, lame deer pro- protocol is applied. So I'm going to try to burden her with nothing more than I would a, a, a big, an, an enemy. doe-eyed lame deer. <laughs> an enemy. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> Someone you so deemed a mortal enemy. So who's starting on this one? Well, I'm going to start. So tell you straight, no intervention. To your face, no deception. Oh, oh, oh wait, wait, wait. I know that one. Uh, wow. Uh, oh, hold on. Lightning round. Lightning round. You got about 10 seconds. Oh, and it, this is going to be the Maria thing all over again. I know this soon. Tell you straight. No intervention. Something, something. Shit. I'm, I'm out of time. What is it? It's the Eurythmics, Would I Lie to You. Ah, uh, my song. Tell you straight. No, no intervention. intervention. To your face. No deception. Oh, yes. I love this song. I know you do. That's how I knew I knew it. Okay. Damn it. Well, damn it. The Maria Syndrome. Yeah, it's it's definitely. It happens. Th- this will do it. That Various was, screws us. That was fair game. I totally should have gotten that. And you were there. We just were lightning round, or you and I will be sitting there on one for like 45 minutes. That's exactly <laughs> right. And I hope <laughs> the same is not repeated here. We shall find out. And again, this is coming from a true heart with uh, goodwill. <laughs> Total goodwill, okay? Who are you selling? Which doesn't exactly jibe with the lyric here. You better stay away from him. He'll rip your lungs out, Jim. But I'd like to meet his tailor. Oh, shit, I know this I mean, one. I understand it's easy because there are so many songs about people having their lungs ripped out. Who might rip out your lungs? I'd like to meet his tailor. That's the line. That's the line that's got me. Fuck, I don't know. All right, perhaps if I sing it, you'll scream it out and howl in agony, which is not what I'm looking forward to, of course. But of course you are. Better stay away from him. He'll rip your lungs out, Jim. <laughs> but I'd like to meet his tailor. Werewolves of London. London. That fair game. I should have got that one. Should have got that one. I'm like, I know that one. Oh, I hate it when I know that I know. All right. Your time has come to shine. All your dreams are on their way. See how they shine. Sail on, silver girl. (laughs) And I'll be your bridge over troubled water. All right. That was a little too easy. I wasn't sure about that. Damn, that was real easy. Okay. All right. Ugh. I know that song. I just can't. I just can't. And that's the part where they do it together, too. Mm-hmm. You know, oh. Mostly Art sings that, and it's just beautiful. All right. Now, I am I admit I'm a little less uh-huh. optimistic about this one uh-huh. after Werewolves, but maybe this one will just click, you know. 
Even though Doubtful. It's, it's not as far out as ripping lungs out. Mm, sure. But, um, More commonplace? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would have to say so. Okay. Although it's batshit, too. Oh, sure. Walking like a man, hitting like a hammer. She's a juvenile scam. Never, never was, was a quitter. A, yeah, never was Tasty a Tasty like a raindrop. Tasty like a raindrop. She's got the look, Roxette. <laughs> and I said, na 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 She's got the look. Those lyrics are very memorable. Oh, yeah. Walking like a man. Well, first first he sings it, and then later on it's like, walking like a man. It's great. I love that. I don't know what Pierre Gessel and Marie Fredrickson sounded like. The late, unfortunately, Marie Fredrickson. I can't even talk about that. Sounded like separately. I really don't. But together, freaking even care. Roxette is magic. Roxette, really I just are. love I them. Love Absolutely. All right. Well, I gave you one there. <laughs> you didn't fucking give me one. <laughs> All right. You earned it. <laughs> you normally totally and completely just rip my heart out with these. I heard 100 drummers whose hands were blazing. I heard 10,000 whispering and nobody listening. And it's a hard... <laughs> And it's a hard... <laughs> Bob Dylan, a hard rain's gonna fall. Thank you so much. All right, I need to make these harder. Shit, okay. All right, well, um, I, I admit I'm a little... Uh, uh-huh, yeah, you know what? They're they're over this little, this this is little more, prefacing. This is more your era, though. Mm-hmm. This is more your generation. Mm-hmm. You don't care. My loneliness is killing me. Oh, my God. I must confess, I still believe. See? When I'm not with you, Pretty I lose Spears. my mind. Give me a sign. Hit me, baby, baby one, one more time. time. This is not my era. Okay, it's not your era, but I, I, I figured you'd have to Fuck know yeah, I know. I love Britney, <laughs> I, bitch. I, when Britney gets something good, it's okay. I mean, you know, Toxic is, is just a, that'll always be a, I'll spaz over Toxic, too. That's a great song. So Britney doesn't ruin songs. Well, she does, because she can't she sing, but that's okay. And I laid traps for troubadours who get killed <laughs> before <laughs> they, they reach Bombay. Bombay. The uh, an absolutely fantastic lyric, "Sympathy for the Devil" by the Rude. All right, I'm going to have to make these harder, like you do for me. Uh, you know that just uh, I'll have to make them harder. I can't, I can't help it if I'm good. Okay, you, you you can't help it if you're just fucking mean. This was super fucking nice. I can't help nice. it if you're handing them to me on a silver platter. Okay, we'll do it anymore. Well, I, I mean, will make I'm them trying, fucking hard. I'm trying to, but it doesn't well, you, got, you got a couple, didn't you? Okay, this I one. Mean. I think you'll get this one. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thank you. They wake at dawn because all the birds are singing. Two total strangers, but that ain't what they're thinking. Outside, it's cold, it's misty, and it's raining. Oh. I got nothing. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, maybe I know it, but I don't know the lyrics. You know, that happens. Okay. I got nothing. I'll give you another part. It's okay. Oh, wow. Now, hold on a minute before we go much further. Give me a dime so I can phone my mother. Oh, I know that. Oh, I know it, but it's not coming to me. Okay, my time's up. If you want my body. Oh, I love that song. Sexy. Oh, I know I knew that. Oh, I'm going to. Curses. Stewart. Curses. She's shaking her fist at the oh, sky. I'm so sad that I fucked that up. It's like Snoopy and the Red Baron. Oh, kind of shit hang, on, hang on a second. Curses. 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 Foil, foiled again. Foiled again. Foiled again. <laughs> if it wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the meddling kids. I am basically the meddling kids. You are so. all meddling kids. Well, I'm ripping off the disguise right now, and it reveals David. Look uh, it. All right, I'm going to do something here. Just a quickie little one-two surprise with Sax Suckers, because we didn't do Sax Suckers. I'm going to see if you can guess the song. 
based on a musical snippet instead of a uh, lyric or a humming a melody. So based on this little snippet, can you tell me what this is? Stevie Wonder. Imagine crafting an introductory riff so perfect that... What's the name of the song? Sir Duke. Sir Duke, thank you very <laughs> much. <laughs> it's funny to do music ones, you know. Well, it's funny to hear sax do that. That's, yeah. That ain't right. No. <laughs> That's not right. That's all we got, though. Another Britney. Another Britney. It just so happens. Oops, I did and it that, again. Oops, I did it again. Thank you very much uh, for totally nailing sax suckers. That's a thing. Uh, that's a. It's kind of a placation to you for uh, the the injustice injustices heaped upon you during various songbirds. It's sad that you have to have a whole other f- mini sort of one off feature to do that for me. It's it's kind of like a, a kind of soul, soul band aid. It's kind of sad. Yeah. It's a sad situation for me. And it's getting, it's a sad, sad situation, and it's getting more and more absurd. Um, I think sorry seems to be the hardest word here. All right, so we are going to do another song. This one is by Out of Controller, and the song is You'll Get Yours. They're from Halifax, Nova Scotia, and they are power punk, garage, and pop. Let's listen to Out of Controller.
Okay, that was Out of Controller with You'll Get Yours. Where do you stand on them? Well, first, I love the name Out of Controller. I mean, it's it's a statement, and they certainly live up to it. This is just a deliciously unpretentious, uh, high-energy, two-minute pop-punk rave-up, and it was decidedly British Invasion feel to it with the woos. I mean, it's I, I just loved it. It's just a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, it's uh, kind of like uh, wagging its finger, but this is not menacing like the other tunes. Even lyric, even if it's lyrically telling you, you know what, it's coming. Still, you can't help but feel good while this thing is playing. I love this tune. Uh, what do you think of Out of Controller? Yeah, I loved it. I mean, that's why it's on the show. I thought it was fun. I like a, I like a nice little dose of punk. Uh, and definitely power punk, and I love the the pop sensibilities in this one because sometimes punk is just too far one way or the other for me. That's why I really like Green Day because they are kind of they have the pop sensibility because I mean he writes just amazing songs, but then they're also obviously punk. So I really dig that. I liked it. Um, I liked that you know, like you said, that they were wagging their finger. You'll get yours, and I thought it was a fun way to say you'll get yours. It certainly wasn't menacing, but you know, it let you know that shit was going to go down, and I liked it. I absolutely love it, and I love that it was kind of quick. Where we got in, we got out, uh, we had a good time. It's definitely something you can you know, kind of dancey and fun. Um, but I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I want to kind of, if I can, try to give us a little bit of everything. So we're hearing some different mixes of music because obviously the the theme allows us to draw from different uh, different genres, where sometimes we select a genre and say, send us this kind of music. So Out of Controller is a great add to this uh, <laughs> karma Camel Hurion or Hurion. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> when you make stuff up, it's uh, it's, it's, it's a tough one. It's a it. tough one, but it's basically karma plus a Hurion. So there you go. So that's great. So now it is it is you for some results. Some results, yes, from our uh, challenge, which is uh, hell yes or oh hell no that we always present to you. And for this, feature, we dropped the O. Oh, that's no, just hell yes or hell no. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, not. because. The O just it was it was didn't make the poster look right. Superfluous so. O. Yeah, okay. it was it, a superfluous it, it threw O. Things out of balance. Yeah, it did. It was not, so now it's just hell yes or hell no. Feng Shui enough. Okay. Right. All right. And for this feature, we consider bands or artists and determine if we're in for them or out against them. We also ask you to weigh in. We want to know your opinions and what you think. And this was actually uh, much more of a sweep than I would have thought. Honestly, the artist in question. Jane's Addiction. And uh, 99% of the respondents said hell yes to Jane's Addiction. And only one said hell no. And nobody seems to have been neutral. But I'd say that's one hell of a landslide for Jane's Addiction. Mm -hmm. And uh, as for me, well, it's kind of an interesting mental exercise for me to think of a song so iconic or so brilliant that even Perry Farrell's voice couldn't ruin it or destroy it. Mm. You know, Honestly, uh, so I really can't think of any. Uh, Jane's Addiction isn't bad, not terrible anyway, for me, and I guess they deserve credit for being the first of uh, a wave of alternative music artists, and you know, putting out a live album first was a pretty bold move, and it got them attention, but they really don't hold any my attention, and on a desert island with nothing uh, but Jane's Addiction records, I'm not entirely sure I wouldn't just sit and remember what all the other great acts sounded like, uh, and wouldn't bother playing them, mm. lest I forget. Uh, I don't know. Uh, lest that they replace my idea of music altogether. So I'm not a big fan. I'm not a fan really at all. But um, I do wonder one thing, though, that uh, they have a song called Jane Says, mm -hmm. 
And uh, I'm wondering, is this the same Jane about whom Maroon 5 wrote their first album? The I whole don't first think album? so. I mean, they're, they're both from L.A. They both hail from Los Angeles. I think Angeles. it's a different Jane, but... Because uh, if so, this name sure inspired a lot of uh, I don't think she would date music. both yeah. of those. Yeah, I, I, I don't care for them. What do you think of them? Well, so I had made a decision on how I felt about Jane's addiction, and then something interesting happened. One of the things that we do is we leave the TV on for the dog when we leave. Oh. Because it's it's it, you know makes her feel like there's somebody there or at least we think that it does. And we usually leave it on music something because we're musical people and so we left it on and they're showing concerts. And so I left and I came back and I'm sitting there with the dog and I'm just petting her and I'm like, "Oh, what is I'm like, this is good." I'm like, "What are you listening to, Penny?" And then I see Dave Navarro and I'm like, "Oh, so it's a 2012 was she, was she traumatized. No, it's a 2012 concert of them performing live, and I thought, okay, this is good research. I should listen. I haven't, you know, I've, I've only listened to what's on the radio and all that, so I'm listening, and I really liked it. Wow, it was really good, and even Perry Farrell live is better than the recordings to me, and his voice, it's affected. It's a lot. It's very echoey. It's not quite as as blood curdling. It's kind of you know it, it's very nice and the presentation, the what they did together, some of the new songs at the time that they were introducing. I've changed my stance on them because I did some homework and I went and watched other videos, two other concert videos, and I just thought you know I underestimated them. They're really good, and not just because Dave Navarro is one of the fucking hottest men that ever walked the earth, but. Because it's so good. I'm glad that's not a factor. No, it's not. I, I just that's it. That just I was on the side. I just want to make sure everyone knows that's yeah. not that's not what it is. But I'm really. I think I'm gonna listen to more Jane's Addiction. I do remember reading about them uh, getting back together because he was one of the originals before Red Hot Chili Peppers and all mm-hmm. that. Um, so that's it's interesting. I didn't come across anything in the you know top half dozen or something like that that really did anything for me. I scanned a couple of albums and picked. Okay, let's try this era. Let's try that. And I don't know. Uh, I think Perry Farrell kind of ruins it for me uh, a little bit, but uh, they're they're okay, and I'm certainly willing to give them a try. But um, yeah, but I, w- I was surprised. I was going to be a hell no, but I think I'm a hell mm, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably never change my position on men caught stealing, but uh, <laughs> actually, the live version of that was much better because he changed it around. And it was really good. I can kind of see where he would be better live. It felt organic. It felt good. It didn't feel overly affected or anything. It was very, it was very interesting. And then you get to see him emote, and he's so emotive, and he's so into it, and he's interacting with the crowd, and he's, you know, it was just, it was a. I was not expecting it, and had we not done what we do and left the on for the dog, I would never have seen it, and I would have come in here with a hell no. But I'm a hell okay. Well, if you ever leave the TV on for the dog on anything remotely like today's music, like, mm-hmm. you know, hip-hop. And we wouldn't like that, do that to her. I, I will call the Humane Society. I understand. Like, you know, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it is cruel and unusual. It would be. I, I get mean, it. You, know, you wouldn't do anything like that. No, I wouldn't do anything like that. No, we leave it on mostly like classic, you know, or like grunge or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. We have left her with country before unknowingly. We didn't know country was coming on after. Oh, no. She seemed a little <laughs> little traumatized from that. Yeah. Yeah. We apologized yeah. profusely. We felt horrible. And then, you know, we just, we, I had to pet her a lot and I had to hold her. And she's okay. But she says, if you ever do that again, I'm yeah. walking. Yeah. I'm out. I'm going to go live with uh, Uncle David. I mean, <laughs> when you break trust that badly. I mean, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, and I felt bad. I, it was unintentional. You're supposed but to protect her. Yeah. I am. Suppo- it, that's, I had one job. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I had one job. Yeah. 
Okay, so that takes us to another artist or band, and in this case, it's Dead Poet Society with a song called Rune You. I don't think that's a thinly veiled threat. And uh, they're from L.A. or Boston. I couldn't make it out from their page. I think Boston, but they may be in L.A. now. They're blues rock, rock, and indie rock. That's how they describe themselves. And I'll let you be the decider on that. But here is Dead Poet Society. You know I am willing to die for you And I know that we fight for you
Okay, that was Dead Poet Society. And as usual, I go ahead and volley over to you for first reactions. Yeah, well, this uh, I love the flair for dramatic that this band has. And this song is just, with all of its abrupt stops, and there's this great section with these overlaid, simultaneous vocal parts. And I, I, yes, I mean, that's pretty progressive stuff. That's yes style stuff, but that's not saying they sound like yes. Uh, there is a sizzling guitar break in this one, and the whole the whole thing is a fantastic study in tension and release. It holds back the damn bursts, and oh look, everything's under control again. No, it isn't, you know. And it does that, and it plays with you, and it's heavy as hell, and really, really uh, satisfies. So this one, you get your yayas out to this one. I like this tune a lot. Yeah, I I love that. I the, one of the first things I said, and one of the f- first things that I noticed is that guitar creates so much tension yes, throughout. Yes. And I felt the tension, and I felt like, you know, something bad could happen to me, which I like. And they, I feel the Franz Ferdinand, I definitely feel a uh, lot yeah. of influence there, and I love it. His voice is certainly something to me that can be heard all over the radio stations now that play only the decent music that comes out now, which is hard to find. But I love the guitar solo. I mean, seriously, chops are us. I mean, what the hell? And I love the ending. Well, because at the end, you know, there's kind of that chant. So I can picture people, you know, with their hands up in the air, singing this back to them in a packed stadium. I really, really liked, I like the end. The end is crazy with the talking behind the vocals. So there's the vocals and then there's the talking of the same lyric. I love those plays. That's great. And then that outro, it's like the final gasp. You know, it's, it's just the final thing before we head out. Before you're completely ruined, it's just one last gasp for you, and then they finish you off. As they say, finish him. I you know? absolutely love this song, and I think this band is one to watch, and they are definitely very beloved out there already. So uh, definitely find them on Facebook at Dead Poet Society Band. All right, so now it's time for the new theme. And uh, what is that new theme? I believe it's. Come on, booby kite, my eider. Yes, so <laughs> that's uh, three birds. So this is kite my eider, which obviously is the light my fire. Songs about the elements: air, earth, fire, water, or natural disasters is what we're seeking this time. So come on, baby, kite my eider. So if you have any songs like this, or you know anyone who has songs like this, send them in. We are looking for. Songs about the elements. Not songs from Earth, Wind, and Fire, but songs about those very things. So that uh, leaves us to uh, perhaps a final word from you. Yes, actually, it was sort of a flyby, if you'll excuse Mm. that cheese ball pun, Mm. called More or Less More. That's a bird, not like Othello, the More of Venice. That's an actual bird, M-O-O-R. And it's supposed to be 60 seconds or less, okay, maybe perhaps a little bit more, uh, to give a state of the union for music of any time, any genre, any No, 60 seconds or less, that's it. That's all we got. I'm going to cut you off. Sorry. All right, well, as a card-carrying curmudgeon and confirmed dinosaur, in my world, the old ways are best, as I have waxed autistic on this show many times about. So you think I'd be delighted that, as the Carpenters sang, it's yesterday once more. Uh, Even I can't find fault with the embrace of old-school media like vinyl records, which I never gave up on. But one trend truly has me mystified, and for an old goat like me, it's a very thin line between mystified and annoyed. Cassette tapes. Yes, to my incredulity, some folks are actually releasing cassettes again. Nope. Yeah, right? No. Former Kiss Guitar, the most fragile media of all time. 
Former Kiss guitarist Ace Frehley has a box set available now of all his releases in the archaic medium, each one in a different color, too. I suppose the heightened hand-eye coordination of this generation from years of joystick and controller use <laughs> would give the young an advantage in dealing with the challenges subsequent to the telltale hellish squeaking and bogging and the extraction of the plastic case trailing 12 feet of brown ribbon. And I'm sure they'll be just great at the special operations involving the tiny little screwdriver, the splicing oh, tape, gosh. and the pencil to wind it all back up. That's exactly what I was going to say. Or sometimes your finger, but sometimes your finger is sometimes too big. Yeah, the pencil is best. The pencil's though. best. Some of you know what I mean by that. And the reward, of course, those high-quality mixtapes of old. But <laughs> <laughs> alas, with my gnarled arthritic fingers and failing eyesight, I'll have to pass. Uh, sometimes the old ways are for the new generation, and that's... How I feel about that, more or less. Well said, sir. My goodness. Well, you know, if I haven't already put you to work, I'm going to have you close out the show as per usual. Well, anything that involves wrapping puppies in neat little blankets is something I'm always game for. Our next offering is a new episode of Winging It. Uh, enjoy our 15 to 45 minute show that covers one topic no music no features no stinking badges just mainstream music chat opinions and uproarious laughter <laughs> we're telling you in advance if you're it, not laughing uproariously it's your problem we're level setting expectations yeah, I think it's are. important I mean you know the, know that the fault is in you if that's you're not correct laughing it's not us it's not us yeah. your boards are coming at you every week and subscribe to our feed at both on air. That's B O A F on air, as in birds of a feather on air. Dot podbean dot com and enable notifications so you never miss a show. Or subscribe and listen on your favorite platform. And remember that we can't grow our flock without you. So please share us on your Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc. feeds, and talk about us around the actual or virtual water cooler. And I suppose, and I guess, that only leaves for you to say. Let's get the flock out of here. This has been Birds of a Feather on What the Flock Radio.